0: We have supposedly found one of the best values in Dynasty, according to Mr. Simon Denny. This is, I hadn't told you this, Nathan's not here, this is Simon's last week, he'll be back in August though, so make sure you say bye to Simon in the comments, but Simon's going to lead this video because he's done a lot of research on who he thinks might be The next steal in Dynasty Startup Draft, somebody that could increase in value a lot, and we're going to see if he can support his case. And he's going to have to try to convince me because I don't necessarily believe him yet. So do us a favor. Show your support. Make sure you like the video and make sure you're subscribed as well. We're trying to get to 5K before opening day. So that means if you subscribe, you can help us out with that and we can meet our goal. We really appreciate that. And today, I'm going to hand the floor over to Mr. Simon Denny. He's going to give us his little case here.
1: Yeah. I mean, let me just start out. Running backs going into their fourth year, when they don't have a fifth-year option, they got a lot to prove. Their team has no loyalty to them long-term if they haven't signed a contract extension, and they're not going to shy away from using them a lot. The best example of this is last year with Josh Jacobs, right? Yep. Josh Jacobs going into the last year of his rookie contract hadn't really done that much. I mean, he'd been a good good running back th- that far in his career, but he, he did have a lot to prove, and he had to earn his next contract. He put up over 2,000 yards from scrimmage, On 4.9 yards per carry, that was easily his career best. He had 53 receptions and 12 total touchdowns on the year, and that was 19.3 points per game. Now, the other player, the one that we're talking about now, he's also, he's proved even less than Josh Jacobs did, and and that's going to be the problem here. That's going to be the question long-term, but it's J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins was not a first-round draft pick like Josh Jacobs was. He was drafted in the second back three years ago already. This will be his fourth year on the Ravens. And so far in the NFL, especially other than him being injured, his, his biggest criticism has been his lack of receiving upside. The problem with that, in my opinion, I think it was Greg Roman. I think he was the old offensive coordinator. Last year, in 2022, Lamar Jackson threw to Mike Davis, Kenny and Drake, J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, and Gus Edwards. So all of those running backs, he threw to them a total of 50 times. That's less than three per game. Yeah. 17 games. Three per game would have been 51. So he had less than three per game to each of those guys. Now, they have a new offensive coordinator out of Georgia, and that was Todd Munkin. Last year at Georgia, Munkin's RB, so the, the running backs at Georgia, Monca. had a total of 75, 74 targets through five, 15 games. That's almost five per game. So if, if you spread an extra two targets to a smaller running back committee in Baltimore, because Mike Davis is gone, Kenyon Drake is gone, Justice Hill's booty, well, and and really, so is Gus Edwards, but J.K. Dobbins is going to have a lot more targets. Hopefully, if he shows he's he's prepared, and he can do a lot with those. In college, J.K. Dobbins had seventy-one receptions through three years. That's a lot.
0: That's a, a significant amount. And nine
1: point one yards per reception. That's over
0: Nathan's the, threshold of six. There,
1: yeah, we have a we have a reception per, Well, yeah, kind of. We want our running backs out of college to have more than six yards per reception. Nathan For saw that instance, there was
0: a trend with that, where the better receiving backs, the ones that came in and it translated, yep. had a, had a yards per reception above six. In college. If you
1: had yards per reception oh. under six, then you're not going to really be. Jameer utilized. Gibbs had nine. So there that's, you go. That's, that's exactly what, what I was going to get at. So. Jameer Gibbs had nine yards per reception, and I'm not. J.K. Dobbins is not Jameer Gibbs. He does not run routes the same way Jameer Gibbs does. But I'm saying he's shown proficiency in the receiving game in college. In the NFL, he's also been one of the best running backs in the league when it comes to pure rushing. He had a true yards per carry of 5.2 last year. That's fourth in the NFL. Even after being hurt, even after coming back, leaving to get a surgery, and then being not fully himself according to interviews, he said, I'm not back to normal yet. You he had tell, 5.2, too. fourth in the NFL. He was the second most elusive running back in the league according to his juke rate and his breakaway run rate which is a running, a rush attempt with 15 yards or more. He was third in the NFL. So this guy is incredibly efficient in the rushing game. And so that means when he's being thrown the ball, I don't even need him to go down the field. I don't need him to run routes. If he has like an Austin Eckler type receiving upside where he's just, you know, they're checking the ball down to him, you know, he can even be behind the line of scrimmage. He's shown that he's able to get the ball downfield when he's rushing. Why can't he do the same thing when he has the ball tossed to him, you know? Not even thrown. They can can just toss it to him. So, you know, we're making a lot of assumptions here. We're assuming that he can turn his college receiving game into his NFL receiving game. But when it comes to all touches, all touches, J.K. Dobbins averaged 5.7 yards per touch. That was ninth in the NFL last year. So he, he, like I said, you know, we've we've read all these statistics. He's a very efficient running back. And you might say... You know what? What are you not buying here? I, I want to hear. Like, what? What are the questions that you're still having?
0: I think I th- actually to your that my biggest to your points so far. To your point, the Ravens did not draft a running back, and to me, that is the biggest statistic in this whole thing mm. because I thought J.K. Dobbins was for sure getting replaced. I did too. Uh, the fact that the Ravens in a a running back class that a lot of people thought was deeper than it actually was, but that being said, there were plenty of opportunities for them to draft and a replacement for J.K. Dobbins.
1: The Colts drafted a running back. And yeah, they have Jonathan I mean, Taylor. Like the Ravens could have drafted someone.
0: I think my biggest so that's to your point. They didn't draft a running back. To your point, uh, with ACL injuries and running backs, usually it's the year after the the year, so two years after mm-hmm. the injury actually happens, year where moved. they bounce back. So here's my problem. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is already in his fourth year in the league so he's going to have to earn a contract this year so while there's a ton of upside and there's there's a ton of ceiling for picking jk dobbins where he's at and taking a hit on i mean taking a risk on him hoping he hits the risk is amplified because if jk dobbins gets hurt again he is dead if he does not do anything this year he is dead. I mean, from a dynasty perspective. Because then you're looking at his long-term contract situation. And he might get signed to a one-year, $5 million contract. I mean, he could be jumping around at that point, And that would just tank his dynasty value. So... I think you are onto something in terms, especially from the offensive system, because when you're, I think I think Greg Roman ran a very specific and distinct offensive system there that allowed for the tight ends to be very um, productive, uh, and then it really hindered the wide receivers, but it also allowed for a very heavy, uh, very heavy committee in the running back position. I think Monken could be a guy that actually has a feature back, and if, it's, if there's going to be a feature back in this offense, it's, it's not going to be anybody besides J.K. Dobbins. So that is another very good point that I think uh, the the college reception stuff I think is very interesting. Um, again, I just think from a value perspective, this is, is riskier than some other picks because he is on that last year. Even if he had two years left, two years left on this deal, I feel a little bit better. Obviously, they could franchise tag him next year, but who's to say they don't just replace him in next year's draft? No, I'm mean, so so it's so it's, a it's, valid so question. it's risky, like. I, but I see it. I mean, and, and some of the metrics are there. I mean, some of the metrics last year where he came back in, and you could see like him starting to get a step back. But at first, like I mean, he had he had lost some burst. Oh like, yeah, you could tell. He said it yeah. himself, and you could really, really see it. But I mean, I
1: think the biggest thing we're hoping for here is that he has a breakout year. And just like Josh Jacobs, the Raiders saw, all right, we have something going here. We can run our offense through this guy. It takes a lot of pressure off of your quarterback. And Lamar Jackson. He's shown he doesn't really have the ability to be used in the rushing game consistently and stay healthy. Two years in a row, he's been hurt. True. If J.K. Dobbins proves that he can stay healthy, the Ravens are going to want to push their offense through not only Lamar Jackson, but then they have J.K. Dobbins to lean on. And In that case, I think you're going to see a similar thing to what we just saw with Josh Jacobs and that they might fr- franchise tag him. Or, you know, you go three years back with Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones and all those guys getting long-term contracts. It's really going to insulate his value, and you'll be you'll be glad that you got him.
0: No, that's true. I mean, if you, especially where he's going, the the nice thing about investing in J.K. Dobbins is he's going in like, where what where do you see him going? Because like in our, I see him pushed up our mocks a little bit. So I yeah, don't wanna...
1: he, he's I've seen him going anywhere from I saw him go in the fifth and one, which is too high for me. It's I'm not paying high. that. But anywhere from the seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere in there, and, and oftentimes in there, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable taking a running back with upside.
0: Yeah, I, hundred I, percent. I, I I, I, this is tough. I get, it. I get it. And a lot of the notes you have on here are very convincing. And the fact that he's that cheap is really what's probably going to sell it for me. Um, but let's talk a little bit about you know how we can be buying J.K. Dobbins because I mean I think I think if we're going to convince people, and you should let us know in the comments what you think. Simon has put together a very com- compelling argument, and it's actually made me kind of rethink my stance on this. I wanna know what you think as well. So drop the comments, but who what can we how can we acquire J.K. Dobbins? What are you paying for JK Dobbins? Like well, l- like realistically?
1: I mean, I, I really think in a lot of leagues you can go out there and you can put two seconds. You can put two seconds out to whoever owns J.K. Dobbins and I think there's a good chance it'll get accepted because people are saying he's not consistently stayed healthy. He has missed twenty four games in the NFL due, his, due to his knee injuries. Yeah. People might be wary. They might they might say, I'm taking a single second for him. And, and honestly, before I did this research, I was trying to figure out if I was out on J.K. Dobbins as well. I owned a lot of him, and I was like, all right, am I, am I going to go start trying to get early seconds in the 2023 class and, and re-roll? But I would easily pay a, a single second, and I think there's owners who would accept I that. that easy. I, think there's, I think there's plenty of owners who would accept that, honestly. I think... Two seconds, I'm still willing to pay because who are you getting in the second round? They're often dart throws. J.K. Dobbins, also a dart throw here, but he's shown that he can be efficient in the NFL. Decent dart throw, yeah. Um, I'm saying guys like Joe Mixon who have question marks, I think you can go out and maybe get... J.K. Dobbins one for one. I think Rashad White, who's a guy who's in a similar position, he's the only running back in his own backfield. But Rashad White has been horribly inefficient. If you can switch Rashad White for J.K. Dobbins one for one, people just want the shiny new toy. You know, the guy who's in his second year. Um, I'm easily doing that. I think you can look at guys like D.J. Moore, Terry McLaurin, guys who you know they're getting they're getting to the older side. They've never actually produced to an elite level. They don't have quarterbacks who are who have shown that they can throw the ball, and help their wide receivers produce on an elite level, I think you could sell specifically those two, DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin for J.K. Dobbins Plus. You might get a second on top there, too. Uh, And I think, you know, you look through, there's a lot of people who are looking to get out on J.K. Dobbins before the season starts. They're scared. They're scared he'll get hurt again. Uh, What happens if he finishes his fourth year and doesn't have a long-term contract? I think there's going to be a lot of panic donors.
0: I, I think the other thing is, you know, as far as the contract situation, it is possible that he has a good year this year, or at least a decent year, and then the Ravens can bring him back for cheap, and they believe in him long-term. So there's also that part of it. In terms of trading from in dynasty, like, I think this is my advice, I think, here, and this is because this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to see how cheap I can get him. Like, I'm going to throw out, like, some pretty— single
1: second, start there.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with feelers, because—and although I'm not necessarily, like, a throw-out feelers guy, because a lot of times that's just a stupid excuse for making bad Low trade balls. offers. Yeah, it just is. In this case, I mean, J.K. Dobbins has a very large range. There's a lot of variability in terms of where he could be going. I mean, a lot of people will value him like Simon does, and they they really believe in him. There are a lot of people that are just completely out on J.K. Dobbins. I mean, and I was one of them, admittedly, until Simon has convinced me to rethink my stance. So. With J.K. Dobbins, again, I, the hope there is going to be that he comes out and he balls out this year, uh, that he picks up some significant receiving upside as well, because honestly, that's probably where he could pick up, you know, I mean, if he if he can turn into a, a, a capable receiving if back. If he
1: gets 40 receptions in a year, I'm absolutely, like, so pleased with that. I mean, I couldn't he even had some, begin to
0: describe it. And looking at his, i don't to look at his game log, because I, I remember at the end of last year, he sneakily had some games and although the Ravens were without Lamar Jackson, he had some games where it was like, oh, like that's actually a decent stat line. Looking at his game log here uh, in 2022, it was week 14, I guess is the one I'm thinking of. He had 15 attempts for 120 yards um, and a touchdown. I think that was the game he maybe had that really long touchdown. Um, but then he had 18 or 13 fantasy points after that. He was the 19 He had 13 rushes for another 125 yards, no touchdowns there. Look um, okay, at his rushing efficiency. Yeah, I mean it's, that's eight yards per carry in the last four games. Eight, nine, five, and five and a half. So that's, that's pretty good. The problem was, again, he's getting twelve and thirteen carries in weeks fifteen and sixteen, he's got to get more than that. Uh and the other thing is, you know, he's got to be able to produce without scoring a touchdown. Uh in his two games where he scored a touchdown this year, he had twenty-two points and eighteen points. And outside of that, his highest games were thirteen points and nine points so he so that is another thing you can look at and say maybe he's a little bit touchdown dependent he has to be able to and and again that's uh, the kenneth walker conundrum you have to be able to be um stable in the receiving game to have that um higher floor in in fantasy and dynasty especially if you want to talk about going in the top five rounds of a startup so interesting let us know what you think in the comments about jk dobbins whether you agree or disagree i've i clearly you could see i'm on the fence and i but I'm thinking now. So, so that was it was very well put together. Um do us a favor, show some support and make sure you like this video for us and make sure you subscribe to the channel even if you don't agree with this video. It's good to hear things you don't agree with. I love it when people say, "I'm unsubscribing because I don't agree with that." Like you really can't hear something that you don't 100% agree with. It's good to hear other viewpoints. You can call it stupid, but I mean, you, mean you even didn't agree with me and you just say, "Well,
1: okay, yeah. made me think." Yeah.
0: And and I actually kind of do agree with you now, I think. But Again, I think it's going to depend on how cheap I can get them in certain leagues. So make sure you like and subscribe. We really appreciate you guys watching and joining us. We'll see you later.